This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Even with snow on the ground, your running game doesn't need to move inside. At least not yet. Make your way to SDR to find all your cold weather running gear. From vests to sweatshirts, gloves to hats, you can find all the gear from your favorite running brands to keep you warm and to keep you moving forward. And while you're in, grab a new pair of trainers so that you can start this new training block with happy feet. If you're like me and not in Grand Forks, be sure to shop online. Their website is fantastic. SDR will ship you whatever you need. All that and more at Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. Every year, we bring all of our North Dakota State High School cross-country champions together on one episode, which makes for a pretty crazy Zoom call. This year, we were joined by Class A girls champ Jossie Schiller, Class A boys champ Owen Sondog, Class B girls champ Bryn Hansen, and I really have to apologize to our Class B boys champ Jonah Nace of Bowdoin County. People talk about being on the same wavelength. We weren't even on the same time zone. We told them 7 p.m., but did not clarify Central or Mountain Time. Being out in Bowman, they are on Mountain Time, and he was right on time, but unfortunately, it was right when we were wrapping things up with our show. So we're still excited to say that we had all four state champions on at once because he did catch us at the end. Uh, That's something that's never been done in our show's history before tonight. That was a PR for the number of guests we've had on at once. Uh, So Jonah's going to get his own episode, so that's going to come next week we've already got a time established there so my apologies but honestly it's nothing new if you've followed the show for a while you know that our first year that we did this Bryn Hansen who you're going to hear from here in just a little bit wasn't able to make it so she got her own episode and then last year we had to do the same thing for Jalen Ogle so while it's nothing new uh my apologies Jonah we're super excited to have you on and I hope that all of you are able to listen to that episode as well thanks to everyone that listens and supports our podcast We're so excited when we hear people tell us that they listen and that they look forward to our episodes. The sport of track and field and cross country, they've come a long way, but we still have a lot of work to do, and that's what we're doing here on the show. We're really glad that we were able to give some of our state champs the recognition that they deserve. And honestly, guys, congrats to all of you that competed in cross country this season, whether high school or collegiately. And if you're going to race at any of the postseason meets, best of luck whether it's NXR, Foot Locker, whether you've got uh, regionals coming up, we're super excited for you. We're watching here. We're cheering for you. And while we've got a lot going on in our lives, we do our best to try to cover all of it. So good luck, have fun, and enjoy it. But without further ado, uh, enjoy this episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tra- Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And today we are here with some very special guests. We're doing our annual State Champions Podcast where we've got the individual winners from both Class A and Class B, boys and girls on the show. we got three of the four right now. We'll see if a fourth joins us, but we are joined by Owen Sondog. Hey. Uh, Jossie Schiller. Hi. And Bryn Hansen. Hi. And we'll dive down a little bit deeper as we keep going. But Owen won the Class A Boys Championship from Fargo North, first champion since 1970 when Bill Watson did it. Um, so we'll talk to him about that later in the show. Jossie is a multi sport athlete. She won the Class A girls title. Um, and you maybe know her from the basketball court as well. She's committed to play at UND. So we'll be asking her more questions about that. And then Bryn Hansen. You've probably heard her on this episode before. She's a three-time state champion. So we'll ask her what it's like to win multiple titles. But are you guys excited for this? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Two out of our three. Bryn, she's been here before. (laughs) She knows the drill. So Uh, anyway, uh, I want to open it up with just kind of this is what we've asked the last few years. But. Cross country is definitely not a sport that's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Um, I'm not sure if there are any more obscure sports uh, than this, maybe like swimming and diving, maybe golf, but most of the times you win a title like in track or cross country. And it's just not as many people kind of give you the recognition as a sport, like, you know, let's say basketball. So Jossie, since you did win a 
state title in basketball. What has your reception been like after the state meet? Have people been congratulating you? And what is it like to, uh, compared to winning basketball uh, this winter? Yeah, it's definitely different, just like the team aspect of winning like basketball versus across country. But there were still a lot of people that congratulated me, but it definitely felt a little smaller than some of my like basketball. For sure. Um, and what's funny, too, is so we had posted that you've won state titles on the track now. You've won state title in basketball and now in cross country. And like a day later, the North Dakota High School Athletics Association basically stole our post and posted the exact same thing. So I just want to throw it out. We did it first, um, but that's it. So, uh, mm-hmm. Owen, oh, let's go to you, man. Tell us a little bit about what winning a state title was like. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely been a really cool experience. Um, I think uh, I definitely did get a fair amount of recognition from it, like at school and stuff. I think it having been the first one in quite a while in cross country kind of made it a little bit bigger deal at North. So definitely um, got a lot of congratulations and a lot of people were pretty happy. For sure. And it's kind of ironic because North won the boys basketball title this year. So this is not a basketball podcast, but just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, Bryn, what about you? Do, does anybody even care anymore now that this is your third title? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of like local people, obviously, who just like message my parents or message me. So it's good to still feel the support even now. Is it, Bryn, does it feel any like less, uh, I don't know how to, like less sincere when they, I, I don't think that's like the right question, but um, have you, let me ask it this way. Have you noticed like a difference between when you won your first and now like your second and then your third, just in the way that people have responded? Um, No, I don't think so. I feel like people are still like really genuine about it. And yeah. sorry, my dog's barking in the back. <laughs> But they're like, yeah, it's still like, it's like a lot of people that are older. I feel like it's harder for like kids my age to kind of like recognize that, I guess, because it's just kind of weird. I I mean, but yeah, definitely still, still, I feel like the same support. Now, yeah. a few years ago when we did this episode, uh, Eleni Lovegren from Williston said they like got like a police escort and a parade and like, it was like a big deal. Did anybody get any of that? Any of you? Yeah. No. I remember her saying that. That was crazy, actually. We need we need more of that. We need more police escorts and parades for cross country champions, especially like I mean, Owen. Like that was the it had been years, years and years and years since North had won. Uh, Jossie, was that is that the first ever from Red River Red River girls individual cross country title? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so like in in both of your cases, and I mean like Brins as well, like winning three championships in anything is is I don't know, it's just like special. Is like really really hard. So I mean, I don't know who we need to contact, Ryan. Who do we got to get a hold of to get these uh, these athletes a parade? Uh, maybe we got to just throw one the Prairie Track and Field State Championship Parade. You know the the go. podcast episode, you know, is is just not enough for for the champs, you know, at least it's not as bad as this. So a couple weeks ago I ran into, uh, well, well, not a kid that I coach, but he was with a kid that I coach and he's a golfer. And I was like, Hey, how did uh golf season wrap up? He's like, we won state. I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, we, we did like really well. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. So <laughs> at least, at least that didn't happen. Or maybe it has, I don't know, but yeah. Cam, you got our next question. Yeah. So, um, man, I'll just, I mean, I think the general question to all you guys is going to be like, take us back to the beginning of the season. You know, I'm sure the goals were to win a state championship. Um, so generally speaking, what was your thought at the you know beginning of the season? Did you think this was possible? We'll start with Owen, specifically to you, Owen. I mean, I remember talking about you on the podcast all the way back when you were a freshman and you ran that 420 mile uh, at EDC on the track. And I mean, it 
it's felt like for a long time, this was, it was bound to happen. So, uh, just, just bring us, you know, in your mind at the beginning of the season, but maybe even all the way back at, at freshman year and some of the success that you had back then and what it's taken to, to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely been, uh, something that I've been really going for, for a long time. It's been a pretty major goal of mine to win a state title in cross country. So, um, I think going back to the beginning of the season, I kind of knew that I was in a really good place going into the year and kind of a way that I hadn't been in the past, just because I had a pretty strong buildup over the summer. And I think a big thing has been um, just being able to stay healthy, like staying injury free, since I've kind of had some of that stuff derail my uh, cross seasons, especially in the past. So it was really a matter of um, staying consistent and just knowing that it was possible and staying very focused on that as a goal kind of um, trying to work into the season and not uh, do anything too crazy too early on, but really build up towards that state meet being the eventual goal and staying consistent in that buildup. Yeah. At what, at what point in the season, Owen, were you like, yeah, I, I, you like knew you at least had like the physical capability and like you were going to give yourself an opportunity to win. Was there like beginning of the season? Did you know halfway through? Um, I think I knew at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the season, I knew that my fitness was in a much better place than it had been in past cross country season. So I was already, um, like after the originals meet, I ran, I think three seconds there faster than I did at state, um, the year before. And it was definitely a, a lot different experience running that too, um, so I think I knew that I was in a pretty good spot there. And then border battle, I think getting to see kind of the uh, competition across this state was definitely another pretty major point, just uh, kind of having a pretty solid race there and getting to see how I stacked up a little more directly against some of the major competition was definitely um, kind of a point where I realized that it was really a possibility. Yeah. I mean, belief, I mean, you all know that the mental aspect of cross country is so, so important. I remember my senior year, you know, from the summer training coaches saying to me like, Hey, you could, you could maybe have a chance to to win state. And that wasn't even on my radar. And it wasn't until like EDC almost that I like had that thought finally click in my mind, like, Oh yeah, I do have physically what it ta- is going to take to win state. But at that point it was too late, like mentally for me. I didn't have enough time to prepare for like the pressure of, you know, being in front uh, or leading the the state meet stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's cool to hear that, you know, all the way back from the beginning of the season, uh, for you, Owen, that there was, there was some amount of belief, uh, and obviously like the physical aspect was, was helping there as well. Um, Jossie, what was it like for you? Class A girls this year on the, on the individual side, crazy, the, you know, just looking at the polls all over, it seemed like every week there was a new number one head to heads, you know, you would win one week, you know, Reagan would win another week. You know, it, it was anybody, any week could have, you know, could have won. It seemed like just from the polls, uh, what was going through your mind at the beginning of the season and then throughout the season. Coming in after our first race, I definitely knew like there was a possibility that I could win just, with how I performed there, it was a lot better than my years before. And this season's kind of been like really up and down because I kind of was in with some sickness. So I was sick for like three races from like a sinus infection. And then I finally felt good at the Valley City race where I won and like PR'd there. And then I got sick again at EDC where I didn't run as good. And then I felt good at state again. So it was just really all up and down throughout the season and it was a little hard to think like if I was going to be ready at state to be able to run and run good but when it came to it with the training and after I felt good then I knew it was definitely a possibility to win was there any like were you doing basketball workouts throughout the the season as well or was the focus solely on cross country Yeah, I still do basketball. I probably did it four times a week, just about 
20 minutes a day or so just go shoot but it didn't it wouldn't affect me too much in cross country but then at state that week leading up I didn't really do anything so I was just just running because I really wanted to do well in the race why is the state cross country championship the best championship that you've won so far I think it's just like the amount of work that you have to put in and how hard it is and the mental part of it just it was so rewarding like crossing the line and seeing how it finished out and just with the season I had and just senior year and all of that put together just made it really really fun you see what he did lo- there he didn't he didn't even give you a choice so <laughs> being being honest is this the best state championship I would say it's probably number two, just after basketball. Basketball Yeah. But it definitely was a different feeling than I've had for my other ones. Great. Yeah. And see, and that's why, that's why cross country just won't get the same recognition. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just giving you a bad time. Bryn, uh, the one defending state champ here, obviously, you know, you won some, championships uh on the track and then the the past cross country championships uh a lot of times you hear uh former champions uh talk about you know the motivation to come back and do it again is harder than the motivation or the work that they had to put in initially to win the first one so how do you how do you keep pushing how do you keep raising the bar um, well, I read a book recently, like part of it, actually, like the week before state, it was by, oh, shoot, what was it called? Let Your Mind Run by Danielle Marmer or something. And it talked about like how she, she won one year, but then, and like, she was like trying to win, but then as, as she kept winning, it was harder to like, try to win. It was like her trying to not lose. So I guess that's kind of like, I related to that in that sense. So I try to think. Like, obviously, like, it's okay. Whatever happens, just go for it and try to win, not try to lose. Or not not try to lose, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that that's great. I, I heard Josh Kerr, who won the the World Championships in the 1500 this last year, uh, say something kind of similar in how he's approaching the Olympics uh, this next coming year. Uh, you know, he's got all this pressure on him to defend his – you know, his world title, his, his gold medal and stuff. Uh, but if he is focused on, you know, just if he's, if the goal, exactly what you said, you know, if the goal is just not to lose, then you, you run kind of tight and nervous and, um, yeah, that, that's, that's great, great perspective that I think you find in, in a lot of elite athletes, a lot of elite athletes would say the same thing. Okay. So I, I thought of two questions. We have a sheet that I had written up ahead of time just to kind of to guide us, but I'm going to go off course here. And if you want to go off course with your answers, uh, feel free. But the first one is, so we mentioned the border battle. And a few weeks ago, we had Jacob Jensen from Minot State on the podcast. And he went through, he ranked, he gave every course he's basically ever run on, like a letter grade. So I want to know the border battle. If you're going to give it a letter grade, A, B, C, D, uh, Hopefully not an F, but I'm going to count down from three and you've got to say out loud what grade you'd give the border battle. Okay. Three, two, one. All of us? Yeah. <laughs> A plus. Three, B. two, one. Oh, A plus. A. B. Okay. So Cam and I are going to turn off our mics and now you guys have to tell each other why you're right or why you're wrong. <laughs> Jazz, you talk about the V. I'm kind of stumped by that, actually. I mean, I think, like, the course, like, it's a really nice course and stuff. But, like, personally, I like kind of, like, I like the Jamestown course just because it incorporates hills, too. So I just kind of like different aspects to it instead of just the flat and just kind of like the two big loops. But, I mean, it still is a fast course, so I get why most people do like it. But I also run on that a lot because we practiced on it and. So it kind of got annoying by the end. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get the uh, liking the hillier courses. That's definitely something I've found I enjoy a lot too. But man, that Grand Forks course is just—it's definitely my favorite course in the state. It's not even just the like running fast, but it's one of those courses where like it feels like it kind of just flies by too. Like even though it 
is just a couple loops. It doesn't really feel like it's a couple loops. And I think just kind of having run that course a lot of times, being very familiar with it, um, I really enjoy like kind of knowing where I'm at at pretty much every point on the course. And then even uh, just kind of taking in the energy of the border battle as the meet itself is pretty incredible too. So, Yeah, for me, maybe like, I mean, like saying the energy too is kind of contributing to that grade, but yeah, it's fast, it's course, and like people are able to get back and forth really easily, so I like that too. I think we need to start a podcast where you three are just the hosts. I think that's <laughs> that's better. Yeah, we're biased since we help announce it. I'd give it an A, but I also don't have to run it, so it's uh, easy for me on my side of things to give it the best grade. You have you have run that course though, right, Ryan? Yeah, run's a pretty generous word for what I was doing back <laughs> in my cross country days. But I mean, I didn't walk, but yeah, it was maybe more of a jog. I, Jossie, I totally know. I totally know what you're saying, though. When you're when you just do like thousand meter repeats on that course, you know, once a week for the whole season, and then you got to race it. It uh, especially if you have like a bad workout or a tough workout, some point in the season, it's hard not to associate kind of the. Uh, the negative feelings of the the workouts to when you're in the race. Um, maybe that just is reflective of my weak mental state. But uh, I think I think somewhere in there, there's a graph that has the balance of what Owen was talking about in being familiar with the course and being able to just zone out and like a, a point where it's like diminishing returns of like annoyance of running the same thing over and over again. But... Uh, my my next question, another kind of different one. And as you guys were talking about preparing for your season, I came to the conclusion, you guys have such different stories when it comes to who your coaches are. So, you know, if we go through it and I, I think I'm getting everyone's right here. Owen, you're coached by coach Mayu, who has been coaching. He's the only coach North has ever had, um, which is just mine. But think about that. North has been a high school. Incredible. Since, oh gosh. The sixties, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's the yeah. only coach that you guys have ever had. Jossie, you have like a newish coach, right? Because you would have first been coached by Dafo, like when you were younger. Or have um, you always had Coach Cop? Yeah. The program split, I think, about six years ago, six, seven years ago, into like girls and boys separate. And then yeah, Cuff, she was our assistant coach, but she was our, like, head coach this year. Mm -hmm. Yep, so, like, a little bit of a coaching change. And then, Bryn, you're coached by your mom, right? No. No? Who are you coached no. by? Um, our, our head coach is Anna Zietz. So, she's a teacher down at the elementary school. And then our other coach is Stephanie Coombs, a parent on the team, but she's runs marathons and stuff, too. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, like, totally like different backgrounds so i just think it's so cool that it doesn't really matter where you're from or like who's coaching you like if you want to put in the work and get it done at the end of the day uh you're gonna you're gonna be able to do it do any of you have any fun stories about your coaches that you want to share from this season or any just like overall uh things that you think the listeners would enjoy okay moving on if it, I, if I have one. okay ben, what do you I got? Have one. um our coach like when she rides the bike in front of us, she always is like going really fast. And so by like a mile in, she's already gone and we can't see her anymore. <laughs> and then at our first home meet, she did that too. Like she like got like far ahead on the golf cart. And she said like at the, at the start of the race, she had to like gun it because the golf cart wouldn't go fast enough. But then she kept gunning it. It was so far ahead that, yeah. Can we should what do you got? I, I was just going to say, we, we got to get Mayu on, on the pod. Cause you know, I'm sure he's got yeah. great stories about like, you know, tons and tons of, you know, the athletes that he's coached and, uh, yeah, I don't know. He seemed, yeah. I was thinking about it. Like he was Bill Watson's coach. Like North hasn't had an individual, individual champion <laughs> since 1970 and he would have coached him. So like, did he draw any similarities between you two or did he ever like talk about, how you you reminded him of Bill Watson or not at all? Um, no, I mean he. Uh, I actually got to meet Bill Watson one time last year because he came to one of our meets in uh, Fergus Falls, 
Um, I don't uh, remember too much of it, but Mayu has talked about him a little bit from from what he said. I think we're uh, pretty different styles of runners. So, um, yeah, I mean, it didn't really come up a whole lot until more towards the end of the season. I asked him about it a little bit, but. Oh, and your dad, I mean, your dad is quite the runner as well. Did he have any yeah. input into your, your training uh, or race strategy or anything like that this year yeah. or, you know, in years past? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad is, he's probably the, uh, well, not probably, definitely the most knowledgeable person I know when it comes to running. I mean, he's been doing it for a really long time and he's, had a chance to do some coaching himself quite a while ago. Um, now, so he's, he's picked up a lot of stuff over the years and he really stays up to date on like, uh, new training stuff and all the science. And he's, he's definitely brings a lot to, uh, my training and stuff, just kind of being there as a very, um, like supportive, uh, parent and yeah. just as uh like giving advice on running stuff, just, uh, definitely kind of helped me get where I want to go. So very appreciative for all the support that he's given me and all the knowledge that he brings to the table. So you're saying you've been doing double threshold this whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not quite, but <laughs> all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this next question and then Cam, I'm gonna have you take it. But okay. so and Bryn at the same time for all of you. Okay. So I want you to raise your hand if you think you had the hardest race at state. Okay. I'll, I'll do another countdown. So if you think you had the hardest race out of any of you three, I want you to raise your hand. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is perfect. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's just do the same, the same thing as last time. Ryan and I'll just, you know, mute ourselves and then, Battle Royale, you guys have to convince each other why your race was harder than everybody else's race. Ready, go. All right. I figured I'd play the game. Um, so just uh, to start off here, I think having run last, we got the uh, muddiest course out of anybody. So I feel like that definitely counts for something. Um, yeah, I mean, we had, there was a lot of slipping around the turns. Granted, that was in every race, but I think we got it more chewed up than anybody else. So. Um, I felt like my race, I think the conditions obviously weren't as bad as obviously the boys, but I mean, for my, like where I was coming into the race, just like not being ranked as number one, cause I came in as fifth into that. So I think that played a role into mine being pretty difficult, just getting past the numbers and things and just having to go and run by myself on what I know I could do. I want to quick interject. Didn't you also fall in the race? Yeah, on one of the hills, um, I feel like I like do really good on downhills. So I was using that and trying to pass um, Reagan and she kind of fell a little bit and then kind of fell into me and then we both fell down and yeah. <laughs> Did Eva fall too? Um, I don't think she fell. She said she kind of just stopped like right behind us. So and she didn't fall completely so. This was this was on the big like the really steep one where it just goes down and then like straight back up. This was like this little hill that was in the very corner back by like the buses. Oh, and it was yeah. Mud. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think it was the mud that got us. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember that part from uh, we walked the or we walked that back section of the course as soon as we got there, and that little bit it's like a. Uh, um, it's kind of a reverse banked uh, downhill around a turn. That was the part that everyone on the team was just like, oh, man, we don't want to run this. <laughs> well, Brand I guess Marvel. I thought yeah, my race was hardest because it was like, what, 10, 15 degrees colder than you guys? And it was all snow packed, so I feel like it was still slippery. And like your spikes can't really do much for that. I feel like on the mud, you can kind of get some traction, but it was just slipping and sliding, I guess. I was just telling someone today about a track workout that I did this last winter, like outdoors, it was snowing and having to, between reps, pick out like 
you know, like the bottom of a, like a Nike spike, it's got all that hard plastic, cool looking design, but it's great for just getting snow compacted in. So between reps, I had a stick and I was digging out all the ice and the snow between my feet. But like, I had the luxury of doing that between reps and you guys are running a 5k race. Like you can't just stop and pull over and do that. So, um, now I wasn't there, Cam wasn't there, but like the pictures were kind of epic. Was it at all like cool that you were running in freezing temperatures and snow or were the whole time where you just ready to put on a jacket and be done with it? First yeah. mile was terrible for me. First mile was really bad because my feet like immediately were frozen. It was just terrible. And like we, as soon as like we walked up to the line, we had to, we still had our coats on and like dropped them. In the beginning, yeah, it was not good. But as soon as as like the race progressed, it got better. Before, so before I hear your guys, the, the other two's answers, Bryn, I just want to ask you, like, changing the the times to a day later was that was that a good call? How did you adjust to getting that information? Kind of kind of late um well for me i just i really get nervous so i guess i was i don't know kind of working myself up all that week so for me almost it was kind of good because i got like an extra day like to like calm myself down and realize it's not helping me so i mean there was good and bad i mean i was i was prepping to race on that day and i mean our training kind of got mixed up but it was just like we were just tapering that week so it didn't really affect us that much so it was probably more beneficial for me personally. Jossie, tell us about how the rate, uh, the weather kind of impacted your race. I mean, obviously the fall, but what else? Well, I felt I was like really prepared. My parents prepared me for like the weather and I had like a heated jacket on a bunch of layers. I had hand warmers shoes before the race when I put them on. So I mean, warm for most like I didn't really get cold so I think I definitely have to thank my parents for that one keeping me nice and warm but it was different because like this was only my third year running cross country and I've only ran stated 60 degree weather with shorts and a tank top on so it was a little different to be in pants and arms and just everything oh and how about you yeah I mean I think I I've kind of grown to love that kind of weather we've or I guess I've raced in it enough times at this point with both like state and NXR. There have yeah. been plenty of uh, 20 some degree days that we've been racing in. So I think my parents did a really good job of uh, making sure that I was staying warm before the race. We got like a big parka for um, during warmups and stuff, just to be able to slip on and off between striders. Even it was, it was pretty awesome. And then uh, just having like the, appropriate gear to actually race in i really didn't feel the cold much at all once i actually got going so i feel like the weather was honestly kind of fun made it really feel like state what was uh we'll start with Bryn. we'll go in the same order Bryn, jossie and then owen what was the most interesting like outfit or uniform to deal with the weather that you guys saw gosh i don't even know I mean, some of it was lack of lack of clothing, I guess. Some was people were out there with spandex and ten degree weather. I was like, whoa, I would not be able to do that. But did you see people right. with like no hat, no gloves, just like shorts in their in their jersey? I don't know. I I saw people some like without hats, and some people like it was like a mixture. Some people didn't have hats. Some people didn't have pants. Some people, I don't know. I didn't, I guess we didn't really have time. I didn't have time to look around. We got there like 40 minutes before the race started. I had like, I didn't even warm up. Whoa. It's stressful. Okay. Jossie. Um, I think it was definitely weird. Cause the first like mile I was with probably six, seven other girls and every single one of them was in shorts. And I was just like looking at them, like thinking, I don't know how they're not cold, <laughs> but I feel like it was definitely the lack of clothing for some people, but I think the boys were a lot crazier because some were in just shorts in their tank tops, but yeah. that's, I guess, just what boys do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, what do you have to say to that? 
I think that would definitely be my answer too, is I think there was a lot more uh, under preparation for the weather than over preparation. Like there were a lot of people that kind of just woke up and decided they were uh, running just like they did every other meet that season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was, there was some interesting ones. I feel like uh, NXR is where you see some like real, real wacky, you know, choices. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever gone as far as like, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody like running the race in like full length jeans, but I, I'm pretty, I'm I pretty saw sure somebody I've... running a race in uh half length jeans, jorts once at NXR. <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I went on a run one time uh, in like dress khakis. Like they were like short, they were shorts, but they were like, khaki slacks and you know surprisingly they work really well as long as you have a belt that like holds it up you know and you have a nice like golfing polo you can look pretty fly in khakis in a polo when you're on a run i mean just saying (laughs) just saying all right so next question i'll give you guys a moment to think about this but if you could describe your race in one word and then we'll kind of break it down a little bit um but if you could choose one word to describe your race, what would it be? That one's you want me to go first again? If you know it, if you're ready. Um, calculated. Ooh, that's a good word. Um, just... My mom said she could see me thinking like during the race. Like she could see my, my wheels turning up there, I guess. So, I mean, I was, yeah, that, that was basically my whole race was just trying to play mind games. Mm-hmm. now this was definitely the closest race you've ever had at a state meet so when did you since i wasn't at the race and a lot of our listeners probably weren't uh who am i kidding our listeners all watched your race probably but <laughs> so essentially for me okay when did you pull away like when did you make your move um it was like maybe like a 400 it's like when you're going up that little hill kind of and then you're about to go back down and like almost turn down the chute it was Right when I was kind of going up that hill and then started to go down again, I could hear the footsteps getting farther away. Mm-hmm. All right. Owen or Jossie, I'll let you guys choose. Who's ready? Who's got a word? I can go. Um, I would probably say strategic. Just like there was so much preparation going into that race. And like my parents and my brother got there two hours early. And they walked the whole course and we decided like what type of spikes to wear, where to run on certain parts of the course, which part of the hill to run on, just all these different things that throughout the race, like I noticed some girls were slipping because they were running in the mud and I was just over on the side and the little part of grass there was not using as much energy. So I feel like it was very strategic. Yeah, I mean, that's just like the detail that goes into it. Um, you hear about that all the time. Like people go into, you know, not even like you show up to the track like a week before, like even that's a lot of preparation, but sometimes you hear people show up to world champs like a month before or they're in Europe and they make sure they get a, a meet on that like early in the season. But yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I liked it. So calculated, strategic. Owen, what, what do you got? I think I might take a little different route with it and say fun. I think the, uh, that's not to say it wasn't calculated or strategic, but I think that uh, a lot of that was kind of in the lead up to the race um, and just kind of very much knowing what I had to do and that just being like, it was definitely kind of in those final minutes leading up to the race and being on the line that was very, very excited and very, very uh, ready to go, I guess. Just I knew exactly what I had to do and once I actually got out there, I think you could probably see it in a lot of the pictures of the race, but I was smiling pretty much the whole way. I think I really managed to uh, enjoy myself during the actual race itself, just because I was um, executing a plan that was a lot of years in the making and was a enjoyable experience while I was doing it. Do you have any like tips or tricks or anything you do on the start line to like get yourself in that mood? Because so many people like fret being on the start line and it's not until you kind of get further into the race that you kind of start to shake those feelings what do you do when you're on the start line to to get yourself in that excited state 
Um, man, I mean, I suppose I can't necessarily say that I've uh, always been. I think I've kind of struggled with some nerves in the past, but these last couple of years, I don't necessarily uh, have any specific tips, I guess, but really just trying to uh, like keep things in perspective and know what you're doing it for and just kind of capturing the uh, fun aspects of the sport too and trying to not let it uh, get in your head too much while you're on the start line. Like, I think that being relaxed and uh, my mom always tells me to try to smile during the race just for even the mental side of things just to kind of stay checked in and realize that like um, I think if you're smiling that's kind of a uh, check-in with yourself to know that like you're still doing just fine and you can make yourself go a little faster even if it feels like you're hurting pretty bad so doing that on the start line too is just kind of a good way to uh, kind of just check in with yourself and make sure that you're not getting too far into your own head and staying in a good mindset staying relaxed yeah i don't i don't know if you use it this way but i feel like whenever i was on if i was ever on a start line and i looked over and i saw somebody smiling kind of the thought in my head is like that person is a psycho like what are they what are they doing like and i had already lost you know yeah. it's it's a it's kind of a a, a weapon too you know if you yeah. can you know, exude kind of a relaxed confidence, you know, to somebody who's not as, you know, confident maybe in their fitness, it it can really, yeah. and it can really give you that kind of leg up. So let's go that, that was a word to describe how you're feeling kind of about the race itself. Um, we'll go in reverse order this time. So starting with Owen, once you won crossing the finish line, describe you know, in a word or a sentence, kind of the emotion that you felt when you won. I feel like I could kind of uh, use the same word again, but I'll go excited just to keep it uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, crossing that finish line was a very good feeling. It was a lot of work and a lot of years of kind of dreaming of that moment. So finally doing it was a very cool experience just kind of knowing everything that went into that and how long I had been looking forward to capturing that state title. It definitely made uh, everything that I've done leading up to it worth it. And it was a pretty special moment. Um, for me, I would say I was definitely excited, but there was also some just like relief with it just because of like the season I had like so up and down just to like have my final race be a good race. I was definitely nervous for that to happen. So crossing the line, knowing that I ran that race good and how I wanted to, and it just, then, yeah, I just got super excited that that even happened. And yeah. Jossie, before we get to Bryn's answer, Jossie, you said that was your final race, but I've heard slash I'm starting a rumor right now that you're quitting basketball and you're committing to run track and field at cross country at an unnamed university to be decided. Um, that rumor is not true. I oh. think off that, but right. yeah, just a good final race, I would say. <laughs> uh, Bryn. Yeah, relief, to be honest, because like on the line before the race even started, I, like two seconds before we were about to start running, I was about to start crying. Like I was so nervous and like worked up. But usually as soon as the gun goes off, I'm like ready to get it over with i guess which probably isn't i probably need to take on some of owen's ideas about that but yeah i'm just happy to be done and kind of tired <laughs> like my like not like tired when you're like exerting your body but like tired like i wanted to take a nap yeah where where do you think the nerves came from is it is it kind of uh i feel like in the past when we've talked to you uh you don't let off that you get nervous before races oh yeah i i get really really worked up sometimes so i think i need to go into it better with like more happiness i guess but for me i guess it's really hard to put that under perspective and i think i put a lot of extra pressure on myself i don't need to like when i'm playing hockey it's like it's a team aspect it's not just me and mm -hmm. probably same for basketball with jossie it's easier to i don't know work with other people than just putting all that pressure on me, I can kind of rely on my teammates too. Yeah. The mental part, it's 
there are not too many sports like cross country where you put yourself on the start line. And like you said, it's, it's individual, like you're running with the team, but really like it comes down to you and you put yourself on display for like, you know, between however long the race is going to take, you know, 15 and 20 minutes. And it's just you like there's Cam and I've talked about this before basketball. You're having a bad night shooting. Like you got teammates that pick you up and like they shoot better. Uh, or you might shoot terrible, but you can like rebound really well. And cross country, no one's ever like, man, like you ran really slow, but gosh, you ran those hills great. You know, <laughs> there's no like diverting the attention away from the performance. So, uh, and then I mean, it adds to it. You guys are all really good at what you do. So, um, it's hard not to take some of that pressure with you and and take it into the start line. But yeah, I I hope that you know that's just something that like keeps evolving for you, whether you get a chance to work on it with other sports or whether it's something you just get ready for track season, like finding some of those, those mantras to kind of say to yourself or uh, just different things that you can do from a sports psych side of things. Cause that in my career on the track, I mean, I ran cross country and I remember just being terrified like before the races uh, during the races, even I just remember like one time specifically, I think it might've been my, it would have been like my second cross country meet ever. We were at Hillsboro. So like another pancake flat course. Let's see. Owen and Jossie, did you ever get to run Hillsboro? No. Okay. It's it is right up there with Blinken as far as being pancake flat. And it's typically four hundred meters short. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was running and I don't know, it's probably a mile left to go and Coach Dafo was like, You can do this. And I was like out loud, I was like, I can't do this uh so yeah it's a it's a tough sport but yeah keep working on the mental side of things too because it's only going to make it more fun uh when you take that pressure off yourself and whatever that book was that you read Bryn I think that's a that's a good message run free um let your mind run let your mind run cool okay uh so question here uh we kind of we've touched on a lot of this already, but it's always fun to know what you guys are going to do. You know, the next several months leading into the track season, we're super excited to see you this spring and, and running around the oval, but what does the next few months look like for everybody? Uh, Jossie, we've kind of alluded to yours the most. So let's start with you between now and track. What are you going to be doing? Yeah. Lots of basketball. Um, state basketball leads into track season so usually i would miss the first two indoor meets anyways but i feel like with how i practice and how i play in basketball like coming into track i'm usually in a pretty good shape i mean i was running pretty fast coming into my first indoor meet a week after basketball was done but yeah how's the team looking this year it should be good yeah we didn't lose too many and we have a a lot of seniors, so it should be fun. Did uh, the UND coaches, like, after you won cross-country, like, did they ever come to a cross-country meet, or did they ever, uh, like, were they pretty excited when they found out you won? Yeah, they've never been to a meet, but they were definitely really excited when I won and pulled it off. That's cool. Yeah, you'll have to get them to a track meet this spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen, how about you? What will the next few months look like for you? Lots of running. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any winter sport other than training for track, so probably be doing um, a few more cross-country meets this season, doing NXR, and then might also be doing um, like Foot Locker East Bay with um, some other guys I've kind of talked about doing that, so that could be pretty fun too. Um, and then uh, lots of uh, long miles over the winter and then indoor track and getting ready for outdoor you big treadmill you big, guy or do you, uh, you put on all the layers and go out um i've definitely used um treadmill quite a bit in the past and then also um been able to get on like indoor tracks have been pretty helpful for getting in workouts over the winter um but yeah i mean i definitely a uh, couple days over the winter where you gotta bundle up and get outside those are always fun ones Bryn, what about you? What are your next few months going to look like? Hockey. I'm very excited, actually. 
but our team, we lost a lot of girls. So, and one girl broke her collarbone, so she's out for the whole season. No. She probably would have been first line. And then another girl, the other probably first liner, was uh, playing volleyball, jumped up, jumped down, and her ankle broke. So, oh my God. Yeah. So, and we have like five girls that came up from like 12U, so that they could have gone to 14U. They had like probably two more years. They're seventh graders. So, well, it'll be interesting, but I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, I like hockey. I uh, I played, but I feel like I don't follow it as much. Has that started already for you, Bryn? Is that just kind of like boom right into it? Um. Well, for me, I did Team ND this year too. So, like last oh, wow. year, I had like practices and we had tournaments. So it was. I guess that was hard during cross country, but like having to miss sometimes and miss cross country meets and miss team ND. Like I want to be both places, but I couldn't. And then I guess, so it kind of is always happening, but um, we've had captain skates where it's like, you can't actually have practice yet. So we right. just have without coaches there. And then it starts the sixth. So this next week. So it hasn't started, but it's already been going on is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man, hockey. I mean, I think you you kind of see this in like volleyball and and basketball too, uh, but hockey is crazy. Like, I I only ever played during the season, and uh, I always came in so so rusty. I was so <laughs> so far behind, like the eight ball. Like it's like I'd be lacing up my skates for like tryouts, and guys were talking about camps and you know teams they played on in the fall and the summer. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't touched my skates since state meet or the state tournament last year like dude you're gonna suck and i was like yeah i i did <laughs> yeah anyway. it's definitely hard having to do the three sports yeah okay so we've got one final question that we'll ask but before we do that you don't get to be on a podcast very often so is there anything that you want to throw out there that we haven't touched on yet or any stories or anything that's come to mind that that you want to grace the listeners with or ask us or I, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Brin's wearing the podcast t-shirt. So that's, I, I was wondering the whole time I like kind of caught glimpses. I was like, I think she's rocking the podcast merch. There we mm-hmm. go. Okay. How about this then for our next piece of merch? So we've done shirts, we've done bucket hats. Uh, we did singlets. What should our next piece of merch be? The bucket hat was really good. I like that. Yes. Um, can't go wrong with a sweatshirt, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to throw in there. I always like to pick up the sweatshirt from meets and stuff. I've got a collection of them growing. So Prairie Track and Field podcast sweatshirt would uh, definitely fit in the mix. Now, now here's the question. Crew neck or hoodie? Because that's where I always get hung up. I like my hoodies. Yeah, I agree. Yep. We're unanimous. Right. Okay. So guess who is in the waiting room? None other than class B champion. Join the They're an hour behind, aren't they? No. So this is Are he's they? on he's like, right on time. He's like on time. He's Dude. right on wow. time. Wow. Fumble. Okay. Oh no. We'll, we'll let him in. You're all gonna be here. Uh. <laughs> I can't believe it. Normally, we are pretty spot on with that. It was bound to happen at some point, Ryan. Yeah. Well, we'll get connected and and we'll wrap this thing up. But super exciting. So we're going to set a new PR for the podcast because we've never had six people. Uh, I take that back. I think we've had six. No, no, five is our record. So we've we've got six people on the podcast. Um. And especially the first time that we've ever done this episode, because we've always been missing one person, it seems like, when we record. So um, if you're still listening at this point, thank you so much. We got Owen, our Class A state champion, Jossie, our Class A state champion on the girls' side. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Now, we just realized, all of us just realized that we messed up, because you are right on time, but we didn't specify mountain time or central time. Oh, uh, that's all right. Yeah, so we've been we've been rolling, but what we'll do here is we will uh we'll ask kind of one final question. 
to everyone. And then we'll make sure that we get our own uh, episode with you too. So how does that sound? That sounds good. Good, good, good. Okay, so coming into the final question then for everybody uh, all on at once, and I'm so glad we were able to at least get part of it. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice to a young runner, because there are so many kids right now that are probably seventh and eighth graders who are at the state meet or even younger, and they had older siblings running, and they're like, oh my gosh, they're going to be talking about you guys for a long time. Like, that that's Owen Sondog. Like, I remember Owen, like when I was in fifth grade at the state meet, I remember Jossie Schiller. I remember Brent. I remember Jonah. Like, you know, you're going to be the people that they remember. So if you could give advice to a young runner, put yourself in those shoes when you were there, what would your advice be? Uh, let's start with, man, who wants to start? I can start. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, biggest piece of advice that I would give is to uh, – stick with it and have fun too. I think that's probably one of the most important pieces that like a lot of people really uh, approach it with that very kind of tense competitive edge. But I think having fun, not only in races and meets, but also like just enjoying the process of the running itself, like the training should be a lot of fun. And I think that enjoying it and, um, just kind of like enjoying the process as well as the actual end results is what really makes people stick with it and that sticking with it and the consistency is what gets you to where you want to eventually be. So I'd say stick with it and have fun. Probably the best pieces of advice I could give. Yeah, it's really good. Jossie, how about you? Um, I would say like, just don't be scared to join because like I obviously joined late and I feel whether you're sixth or seventh grader and you want to join or if you're like a junior and you just want to join I feel like you just have to do it because everyone comes in at different levels and you know it doesn't really matter as long as you're having fun while you're doing it so I just think like yeah it is hard and it is scary at first but if you just join it you'll learn to like love it and just like what you do yeah that's really good too Jonah what do you got um I just probably say uh run for your teammates you know, um, I've had some great leaders in my running career. Um, Austin Wander and Caleb Starsland, to name a couple. And they really just taught me, you know, when the going gets hard and you don't, you feel like you can't go any farther. Um, you just got to have the image of your teammates in your mind and know that they do it for you too. So kind of just uh, don't be selfish and just do it for other people, I guess. Yeah, that's huge. I saw you had mentioned that in a in your interview in the forum. Uh, I love that because that is so true. Bryn, we'll we'll end with you here. What do you got? Yeah, go for it. Have fun. Um, for me, I guess teammates. It's hard because we don't have a lot of girls out for our team. But yeah, yeah, train to the best of your ability. Do your best, and the outcome you want is eventually going to come if you work for it. You stick with it. Yeah. Cam, anything else for the the sake of the the pod? Man, I'll just say it's uh, always good to hear from the youth uh, and hear your guys' perspective and how you uh, approach, you know, a really uh, cross-country, any race, you know, is is a pretty stressful endeavor, uh, and especially when you're trying to go for a state championship. So I'm always encouraged, and, you know, at this point, I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, but you know, it always, uh, impresses me. I'll say it impresses me, the maturity that, uh, each one of you, uh, bring to your sport and to your life. And, and I'm sure that, um, you know, how you approach cross country or basketball or hockey, you know, overflows into your schoolwork and into how you treat other people as well. So, um, just, yeah, I love, I love having these conversations with, uh, with people like you. And, uh, I know there's, there's plenty more out there too. Uh, so I don't know, just, just really enjoyable for me to, to be able to hear, hear from you guys. I, I feel like I learn a lot, uh, every time, uh, we do this episode and, uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks you guys. Yeah. Kim sums it up. Perfect. We're so uh, thankful to have you guys on and we're excited to see what's to come, whether it's in hockey or basketball or running miles and we can't wait to see you on the track this spring. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.